Hello humans, hello humans. Still the 19th of September, on the outward bound leg now, on to 11. Didn't take as long this time. A couple of my meetings crapped out on me, which is good. Eh, they were they were gonna be interesting if they happened, but they didn't, so that's okay too. <coughs> anyway, um, wanted to talk about light in some interesting, uh, to me anyway, uh, aspects of it. Um, so I wrote this uh, substack about the uh, how the space aliens uh, used our brains to control their spaceships, and they did it by um, our ability to be um, in control of the biophotons in our bodies, which I can get into a, a little bit later. But anyway, light is really interesting. Uh, light is the key to our biology. Biology, in fact, as a science, is uh, I agree with this guy, um, Jack Krause. He's a, um, a brain surgeon, maybe even a neurosurgeon. So, so I'm not sure if he's neurosurgeon or just cranial, right? Just brain surgeon. Anyway, he's a surgeon. He's raspy. He knows what the shit he's talking about. Uh, but light is the uh, controller for our anatomy. We have 100,000 or more, they're just guessing, uh, chemical reactions, biochemical or what they call quantum biological chemical uh, now. Uh, 100,000 of these interactions going on in each of our cells constantly. And the only way to control and, and um, modulate those reactions is through light. Uh, electricity is just too slow. Atoms are too big. Electrons are too big. So you got to use a photon, which is very, very, very fast. Also, our um, so human beings are carbon-based uh, semiconductors, and as opposed to silicon-based semiconductors, right? And so we have a silicon-based technology, where all of our chips are based around sand, basically. Um, um, and uh, the space aliens that invaded us had a carbon-based uh, technology, right? We were their semiconductors. And so they had physical devices that they then plugged their uh, carbon computer chips into. And we were their carbon computer chips because our brains are just a giant, fantastically complex array of uh, semiconductors and... Um, uh, light amplification uh, transformers, right? So you can put in a, a light, a biophoton at such and such a frequency, and it, it may even amplify it, but you'll get another frequency out. So they're transformed by the semiconducting process that our carbon atoms um, uh, provide. So we're electrical beings, but we're also uh, light beings at a much more fundamental level. Anyway, and so uh, in the future, light will replace drugs. You won't have um, drugs. Most of the, the pain modulation, all of this kind of stuff, uh, will be done by uh, specific frequencies of light at specific intensities. Uh, this will also, in my opinion, be used to trigger things like um, uh, bone regeneration, you know, growing new limbs, growing new teeth, that kind of thing, right? And so it'll, it'll trigger all these processes as we get into it. So it's very worthwhile exploring light uh, in all of its frequencies, but especially for our biology, uh, from uh, 200 nanometers up to 1100 nanometers in frequency. 
Uh, but on either side of those, in the ultraviolets and the infrared, those are very important light uh, things as well. Now, on this basis, uh, on this understanding that light is extremely important to us, uh, do not fall for any scams where they say, we've got computer software, and this computer software will generate all of this fantastic display of light, and this, um, this light is going to heal you or, um, you know, uh, reduce your pain or whatever the fuck, right? Whatever they're claiming for it. Um, don't fall for that because that's impossible. The reason it's impossible is because unless they're building their own computer monitors, those monitors are uh, not ever going to have the full spectrum of light that they that their software may intend. So these guys may actually have a legitimate programmer that I've seen some of these devices. They're claiming they're like med beds and they, they have this uh, very complex uh, display and little squares of all these various different ki kinds of light, uh, very color, various colors, etc., etc., on the computer monitor. And this is supposed to heal you in a med bed kind of a fashion, right? I don't know what they charge for them, but it's a bunch of horseshit. The reason it's horseshit is that they're limited by the limitation of the monitor. And that monitor, the computer monitors that we have here uh, favor blue light. They will s deliberately screen out uh, reds and browns. So even if the programmer was uh, honest and legit and had a good program where he was attempting to do this, he's not really aware that there's nothing he can do to overcome the limitations built into the hardware, which will always favor a blue light um, uh, expression, uh, no matter what. So even the yellows are more have more blue in them than yellow seen out and about in reality. And so no computer monitor can provide you with any source of light that is in any way meaningful to your body except in a negative fashion. And that is that you're being exposed to too much blue light, uh, too long, too continuously, at, at uh, too deep of a frequency for your body. It may in fact even account for a lot of these neurological problems and a lot of the um, brain cancers. We, you know, this is probably pretty sure Jack Krause seems to think that, that he's got um, uh, studies and examples of this. Um, he's a real nice guy. I mean, really, really solid in his uh, understanding of what's going on. So I've been investigating melanin as part of how the space aliens uh, used us to control their machinery uh, because they did it through our biophotonic layers. And I'll get into that in a bit. But in the process of this, I come across these claims uh, by various different companies that their software can be put into your computer or your phone and then you just look at these screens and you'll be healed. And like I say, this ain't possible, people, even if they were legit, even if they were honest about it, uh, they cannot produce what the hardware is incapable of producing, and that's true reds and true browns. And actually, they even fail on most of the lavenders and purples, which are very uh, key frequencies for humans anyway. As, um, what's his name? Goth, Gotha, uh, discovered, right? Because there's two primary color wheels. Um, uh, the primary color wheel we work with leaves out all of the, the purple magentas and so on that Gotha's color wheel has. Um, anyway, and so 
Light is very, very key here. I'm getting into more research with the light, especially now coming across the idea that um, uh, when the space aliens invaded, they were actually out for supplies, okay? And their supplies are, uh, they needed new computer chips for their tech. And their computer chips are all carbon-based, and their computer chips are us. All right, so they just did not have a silicon-based um, uh, semiconductor technology. They had a carbon-based semiconductor technology, and they didn't have to build their carbon-based uh, semiconductors nor their carbon-based computers. They would just go and take some humans and plug them into their device, and off they go. And uh, there's all kinds of um, nastiness that results from this that's been recorded in these ancient um, songs and religious hymns and all of these kind of things. If you take out the religious overlay that's been put on them uh, by the past, you know, six or seven thousand years of um, misunderstanding of what it was actually talking about. And so I come across some of this language that says, hey, basically it's saying uh, in Sanskrit that um, there's a body light fluid. There's a, a fluid in your body that illuminates. And that this fluid that illuminates is a dichotomy. It's, an op it's a, um, a conundrum because this fluid that illuminates you is black. It's so black that the blackest part of outer space would have to work to become as black as this uh, body illumination fluid. Now, all these things are being described in Sanskrit because they did not have the same name, which is melanin, for that chemical constituent, right? They describe it, they even describe it as our scientists describe it in terms of melanin is this particular kind of a folded um, lattice structure molecule, right? And so that was also described in Sanskrit. So I knew we were talking about the same thing, even though they didn't have the word melanin for it. And they also even had the understanding that there were many, many, many sites in the body for this fluid. Some of these sites were static. Um, like in the skin, it could bind there and it wouldn't leave. But also, other parts of the body uh, uh, produced it, stored it, used it, or whatever. And then there was even a further layer where um, parts of the body uh, made a liquid form of melanin that was um, put into the blood and that this, this is a circulating fluid, just like we circulate cholesterol and that we circulate blood, right, to get the oxygen. So blood blood, and, and hemoglobin uh, provides you with gas transfer throughout your body. That's one of its main jobs, energy and gas, right? Well, the melanin is also transmitted in the um, uh, blood plasma, in, the, in that fluid, and its job is to transport light for you in the form of biophotons. So uh, very much the uh, you know, a similar analog, just not oxygen and gas uh, being dumped off and gases being untaken, but rather light being dumped off and used up light or transformed light being on uh, taken on board by the melanin. So the melanin can provide a um, a cell with a biophoton. That cell is a carbon-based semiconductor. It 
transforms that biophoton from whatever frequency was input to uh, whatever frequency needs to be output based on the operation of the cell and what's going on at the time the biophoton is put in. But the blood then still has the melanin and the melanin picks up the, the discharged uh, biophoton, right? And this is how you this, this explains so much in terms of how things actually work relative to the transport of disease, even like the metastasization of cancer is uh, uh, accomplished by and influenced by the um, uh, biophotonic transformations within you. So if you've got a bunch of cells that are cancerous, they're going to be putting out kinds of biophotons in their um, semiconductor transformation of that particular frequency, it'll go into some other frequency, but that frequency won't be the frequency that the body needs or wants. It will be a, quote, damaged frequency and because it's coming out of the cancerous cells. So if we knew what we were doing as humans, we could have something that would monitor the melanin in the blood and it would tell you, hey, some of your, your cells are saying that they're cancerous because they're putting out, you know, instead of putting out this uh, I don't know, let's just pick a number, 611 nanometers, they're putting out 613 nanometers, right? So so it would be at that level. You'd be able to tell by the frequency of the light that this light had been, had been processed through a cancer-damaged carbon uh, semiconductor. Um, and so, but that's also basically how the uh, space aliens operated. Whatever their technology was that you put yourself into when you sat in these seats and put your hands in these controls and then put your feet on the, um, uh, the other controls, uh, it was monitoring uh, biophotonic processes in the melanin that was circulating in your blood. Probably also uh, dealing with, uh, you know, galvanic skin response, you know, like um, uh, lie detectors, that kind of thing. Um, uh, among other indicators, but really all it really needs is the biophotonic information to be able to determine exactly uh, where all the processes are within, uh, you know, the normal ranges, etc. right? And so we have a uh, space alien technology where they have a plug-and-play apparatus and they can just plug in any uh, carbon-based um, uh, semi-processor uh, or um, uh, arrays of um, uh, transformative uh, uh, semiconductors, right? And so your brain is nothing more than a vast array of semiconductors all organized. We cannot make uh, computer chips even a fraction, uh, even a significant fraction of the complexity of our brains. So I would be surprised to hear any chip maker say that, that their silicon-based chip uh, had even um, a thousandth of one percent of the complexity of the human brain. Bear in mind, their operating systems are, are based on electrons. Ours are based on uh, light, so ours are ever so much faster and will always be faster. Uh, anyway, so we'll use light for anesthesia. We'll, we'll use light to trigger, uh, you know, regeneration processes in the body, all of these kind of things. And, and basically, we will become a, um, uh, a light-based uh, uh, society instead of the electron-based society that we are now. And, and you could be electron and, and be carbon um, 
semiconductor based, uh, but uh, the speed of, of operation for electron based anything is going to be ever so much slower than the way you would get it with um, uh, carbon and light. Hang on a second, there was just uh, some traffic issues here. Anyway, so um, interesting that that Jack Krause had had these two um, podcasts that he had done with these people, just coincidentally with my doing the research on the circulating melanin and all of this kind of thing. I'm going to have to pull up here and pause and go do another little bit of business. Then I'll come on back to this. But in any event, though, um, got to listen to more of Jack's stuff here in the future. Uh, I'll park over here. What the hell? Anyway. Okay, so. Well. Okay, I'm back. Anyway. Boy, I love traffic suddenly. Uh, anyway, so. Um, I expect that we're going to run into some really interesting confluence of events here. Um, Dick Allgaier and myself and a bunch of the psychics and, um, you know, the astrology people, all of this kind of stuff, all the woo guys, we're all picking up on some big damn thing coming. And even the normies are saying, you know, I feel a sense of dread, you know, that kind of thing, right? Um, I think we're going to have a a series of uh, events that will occur because the uh, fucktard uh, mother weffers are going to continue on with their plan. They have no choice, right? Um, that's their goal is to take over the planet. So, you know, they've just got to keep at it. Anyway, so um, I suspect that these events will include at least one uh, if not two or three of these directed energy weapons attacks against uh, regular normie civilization, right? Now, the thing is that we're at a very loaded point in um, history, in the sense, or events, however we want to think about it, because history is the past. Uh, so the events that are ahead of us are coming in extremely emotionally loaded in an emotionally loaded environment to where if we push in more building tension or more release tension, uh, we're going to get like this explosion. Uh, well, we'll get an explosion of release language. That's what's indicated in, in my work. Um, the other guys, Dick and these kind of people, actually look at the manifestations in reality and not the uh, emotional impact on the humans and stuff around or as a result of that, that uh, event. So they don't get quite the same view of things that I do. So what I'm suggesting will happen is that we'll get the three events that they see coming or there will be a potential for those three events to uh, have been made manifest. Now, I actually think we're going to have to go through another one of these. And I think that we're going to have to go through another one of these that the, um, uh, that the biggest chunk of normies would become awakened as a result of it. And... Um, and galvanized. Now, at that point, we're also going to see, uh, in terms of what my data sets would suggest, um, 
And uh, as we see the release language, we're all, it's not going to be just people standing around, you know, gnashing their teeth, pulling their hair out and screaming. We're going to have a whole lot of people that, that don't react that way and they become dynamic or active, start taking things into their, uh, under their own personal control. So at some point, the plan of the mother weffers, which is to degrade police, degrade the infrastructure, degrade the social order, also eliminates within the individual uh, allegiance to authority or any of this kind of thing. They're actually degrading the, the control structures that allow them to control uh, the rest of us in the process of what they're doing here. And so at some point, the events will kick a huge mass of people over into the ungovernable category where they're just going to do what the fuck they want because they know there's not going to be any real um, opposition to them doing so. And there's no point anymore because there's, you know, they're no longer loyal in any sense to the officialdom. And so I think we're coming to this generalized systemic breakdown. Uh, it'll break down the money. It'll be global. There'll be a lot of parts of the planet that'll still be stable and functioning, but not so much here in the U.S., not so much here in the West. It's going to cause some really interesting uh, manifestations that will be um, totally unexpected by the mother weffers because they're working a plan, right? And no plan survives first contact with the enemy. Their plan has already been altered so many times that it's unrecognizable from its initial um, uh, uh, incept, right? From its initial inception. Uh, we still have their goals, but the individual plan items that they anticipated putting into place are just not working. See, so they'd had, their plan was that they would have us all locked down forever and they'd uh, roll the vaccines out, you know, 10 or 15, over the course of 10 or 15 years. And most, uh, lots of people would kill themselves in the first three or four or five years of being locked down, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. None of this shit's happened. Um, Nino had, had interviewed that guy who was the um, uh, military subcontractor, and Nino saying, the beast system has been activated. Oh my God, the beast system has been activated. Well, the beast system is that digital ID, you know, central bank digital currency shit. And no, it's not been activated, and I don't give a shit if it is activated, it doesn't function. So they can activate it all they want, but it don't work. Uh, so, <laughs> so it just is not, not gonna be an issue, right? It just is not a problem. Um, there's a lot to be fearful about, but very, very little to be afraid of. In other words, you can be fearful of something that you think may manifest, but you need to be afraid of, you know, the dog that's about to bite your nuts, that kind of thing, right? So the immediacy, the event aspect of it, the reality of it, as opposed to what's in your mind. Um, getting back to that, though, the mind and the light and all of this kind of thing. Uh, we're going to see in terms of these events that appear, the do weapons will attack us. I think that at that point, we're going to have a huge tranche of normies um, wake up and we'll have, start having people rise up uh, in response to these attacks, pointing finger at the real people. And we're going to see um, this will. OK, so uh, I think we're almost right at that point, And I think that the next do attack will tip us over to where uh, 
uh, people that we would call reporters or journalists that work for the corporations will be assaulted in the street. Like literally, you know, some poor woman is gonna get smashed in the nose, her nose is gonna get broken, she's gonna be standing up there with a microphone trying to put out some kind of um, shit for the MSN, and somebody's gonna come along and just have had enough of it, have taken too much umbrage from it all, and is just gonna smack her, just to shut the, the bitch the fuck up. Um, you know, people have just had it, we've reached that limit, and now they're going to be demonstrative. And when this next do attack comes on out, why not, right? Why not get into full-on open revolt, even though the media says, oh no, it's climate change. Well, that stops as soon as you go on up and smack them in the face with the climate change that's on the end of your arm and change the climate in their face, right? And so that's what's gonna be happening, is that we've, we've reached that level of, uh, expected, or, or uh, we've reached the level to where we are no longer willing to live uh, to the expectations of authority in terms of our behavior. So people are going to become ungovernable, and so this, the whole system will become um, uh, ungovernable. We'll, be, we'll start oscillating out in millions of different places, uh, oscillating out of control, and we'll be in that process of changing and dying. Now, the thing is, it's not going to be dying the way that the Mother Weffers had anticipated. And um, so this, their event is going to trigger um, a series of what they would think of as very unlikely circumstances, or very unlikely events out of the circumstance. Uh, yet those circumstances will have been created by what they have done, and these events will turn out to, have, to be extremely likely because they will manifest. And this is going to change the dynamic of it all. Would not surprise me um, to have uh, an entirely different power structure uh, in uh, the United States and thus in the Western world by January. Right? It'll be that, uh, that dramatic once the shit starts happening. Uh, wouldn't surprise me that we had a military coup. If we're, you know, attacked and they um, uh, put a do in there and they wipe out Washington, D.C., wouldn't surprise me to have continuity of government and then somebody come on out and say, I'm General so-and-so and, you know, unfortunately, my fellow Americans, I have to take over because we've been under attack by the evil whoever. They'll blame somebody, but probably not the mother weffers. Um, but this is the kind of chaos that we're heading into. In chaos is opportunity. In chaos, there is always creation. In chaos, there is always novelty. Shit we just don't expect. And so uh, there's a lot of stuff that, that's going to appear that I have no clue about. You know, I have no expectations for. Um, my level of expectations and my ability to see novelty exceeds that, in my opinion, of the Mother Weffers. So I can see a lot of the things that they don't... Um, uh, take into their thinking at all, and that, as I say, many of many of these things will indeed manifest. Now, um, timing on this could be uh, difficult. Um, there's uh, so, for instance, in my data sets, the first appearance of leadership in the United States, uh, which would be the Biden regime. Um, and their difficulties reaching a phase of dynamic action is on the 24th. Uh, what that level of dynamic action 
uh, is or could be. We could speculate, but we don't have any, any clear hints in the language. It may very well be that that's the day that they remove Biden, right? So um, uh, we have that. We have uh, uh, data for um, dynamic Earth activities, which may be attacks or it could just be earthquakes. Uh, we don't know. We can't. You can't really tell at this stage. We have those kind of things for um, 28th of September through to October 4th. Now that really does seem to me like it would be a uh, a decent time for uh, a, an attack, except it's a little bit early. That we don't have the the emotional conditions that I think would favor that relative to uh, the viewpoint of the mother weffers. But nonetheless, uh, they may decide to do it just because they're pressed and pushed and so on. We just don't know how it's going to go. I think, though, we're relatively close to it all. I can't see the attacks and stuff uh, pushing out past um, the end of January of next year. Uh, just because the emotional tension builds and, and how they're, they're not coming down. So we don't, we're building a lot of emotional tension that we don't have any release on yet. Uh, this has been going on for a number of years. It's getting worse at the moment. They're adding more emotional tension in the sense they're trying to gen up their whole lockdown, you know, uh, COVID, et cetera, et cetera. And by the way, uh, anytime anybody says shot to you, just say to them, you can't make a vaccine against a mutating virus. If it's mutating, what you're giving a shot for is already passed, right? So you can't stay up with a mutating virus. So there's no point to any shots. But in any event, though, they'll keep trying that. It's going to kick up um, a lot of anxiety. It's going to push people even further. It's going to ratchet up the building tension even further. And we're already closer. Um, we're, we're already higher levels than I'd ever recorded, and these high levels are being sustained. And I'd never seen this in the past 20 plus years of, of this work, right? And so um, the tension levels, for instance, that were ahead of um, uh, the attack on uh, the trade towers on uh, September 11th, those tension levels were way down compared to what we've got now, uh, and they weren't sustained. They really only came into position two months ahead of the attack. So for like two months ahead of the attack, we were uh, building up into a giant financial release that would show how we'd been fucked over and all of this kind of stuff over all these years by the uh, Federal Reserve, the debt, et cetera, et cetera. And so we were preparing to go into that when they did the towers in order to delay it. We never did that. They destroyed all the evidence, etc. Well, they're at that point now where they have to do another one of these. They have to destroy a bunch more evidence. They have to, um, uh, to pull another one of those kind of attacks. And the levels of tension, as I say, have been held for too long, much longer than we've had in the, in the past. And I just don't see how they're going to be able to reconcile uh, a mild or small attack in order to uh, kick us into their control uh, matrices. So it's going to be just really interesting seeing how these things play out. I suspect, like I say, that we're, you know, a couple of months, maximum three months before uh, the powers that be got to get really crazy here. Um... Anyway, so <laughs> I got to go and put stuff away. Uh, 
And I've got a couple of more interviews coming up. When I've got them uh, set up, I'll go ahead and and um, put out the announcements on them. Take care, guys. It's going to be really interesting. And bear in mind that, you know, once they do their shit, you're not obligated to follow any of the authorities. You know these guys are lying or don't have a clue as to what the fuck's going on. So if someone from the news is telling you X, Y, Z, and you know it's, a you know, uh, ABC, um, you've you know, pay attention and react to the ABC. Fuck the XYZ.